When I was growing up and about the age of, I don't know, probably about eight, nine, I went to this particular church down home in a place called Warrnambool. And we sang this song, and it's been with me ever since. Now, it's a golden oldie, some would say, but it means a lot, as you'll find out through the message. Starts off by saying, I found a new way of living. I found a new life divine. I have prosperity, power and victory, abiding, abiding in the vine. And I've asked Pastor Larry if we could sing that this morning. Not, not that I want to sing it because it reminds me of the golden oldies. But something happens when you put words to song. And I believe that as you sing it, something is going to happen. Something is going to transform in your heart and in your life this morning. So can we sing that? Probably a good way to stand up, hey? There's something happens when you stand up. You can feel your lungs a bit better than sitting down. the gist of it, make it your own. Take those words and make them real. Make them in your life this morning. Okay? Don't just sing it for the sake of singing it, but realize I've found a new life divine. Amen. Amen. That's in Jesus. Okay? You have prosperity. You have power. Come on. Come on. Do you believe that or is it just me? I believe it. I have a conviction in my heart this morning that this is real. Amen. Okay, so we're going to sing it again and sing it with some gusto this morning. Amen. Come on.
Amen. I was waiting for Kev to do a band dance or something. Amen. Thank you, team. Thank you. We just needed a tent. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> Isn't God good? Amen. All the time? Yep. God is good. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, not sure really. I know, I know why I'm here, but not sure that I should actually go further because my word has been spoken so often this morning. Abiding. 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 Did you get that? God, I believe, is up to something. And uh, our theme for this year is abide. And so this morning I want to speak on three things. Clean. I'm not sure whether you're like the next one. Pruning. Fruitfulness. Amen. Turn with me, if you will, to John, book of John, chapter 15. <clears throat> this is our primary text this morning, beginning in verse 2. They will put you out, well, actually, let's start in verse 1. These things I've spoken to you, that you should not be made to stumble. Is that right? No, that's 16. I beg your pardon. 15. I am the true vine. And my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean. Okay, get that? You are already clean. Because... If you haven't underlined it yet, underline that word, because. Why? Of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. Pretty straightforward, isn't it? It's all about abiding in me. So, if you're writing notes, maybe write a big letter A. First word, clean. The first prerequisite for abiding in him is the statement that Jesus utters here in verse 3. You are already clean. Not if, not but, not even a maybe. You are. You are clean. KC City Church, do you get that? You are clean. Now, I don't know everybody here this morning, but we're just going to do a little bit of a, shall we say, a survey. Is there anybody, and only if you want to join in, okay? I'm not here to embarrass anybody. But is there anybody here this morning, and you've been a Christian for less than one month? Okay, is there anybody here and you've been a Christian for less than 12 months? 
Mm, need to do a bit of evangelism then, didn't we? Okay, is there anybody here who has been a Christian for five years or less? Oh, wow. Five years or less? Yeah, oh, wonderful, wonderful. On the other scale, has there been anybody here that has been a Christian for more than 40 years? Anybody? There's a few at the back. So everybody else is somewhere between 12 months and 40 years. Guess what? You are clean. As you sit here this morning, you are clean. Amen? Amen? Today there is power in knowing that what Jesus said, it's true. It's not what Malcolm said, right? Let's get that right and clear and proper this morning. I didn't say it. Jesus said it. I believe it. Now, I can believe it, church, but there's something more to it than just believing. See, the Bible says that the devils believe, and what do they do? They tremble, right? So if the devils believe as well, but they tremble, then what am I going to do? Jesus said of the Holy Spirit that he will send the Holy Spirit who will convict the world of sin, of righteousness, and of truth. Now, can I make it an application here that if he sends or sent the Holy Spirit to do those three things, then we as a church need to have a conviction of heart that what is said in here is the truth. Don't just believe it. Have a conviction. Have a conviction that it's true. So that when you begin to read this word, it, there's a conviction that every word you read is true. So it's not, no longer just believing. It's receiving the truth of God's word and allowing it to be, live big on the inside of you. See, that's what it is. And when it lives big on the inside of you because the God says you are clean, it doesn't mean that you go back to the old way of doing things. God doesn't make us clean for us to go back. He brought us out to bring us in to the promised land. Amen? You are clean. We're all clean, but why? I want you to have a think about that. We are all clean, but Why? Why are you clean? Come on, we just read it a minute ago. Have a look at this. Let's get back to the word. And he says in verse 3, you are already clean because, remember I said, underline because. Because of the word which I have spoken to you. What word? What word did Jesus speak to you that made us clean? He said, you're already clean, right? So it says, abide in me and I in you as the branch. Sorry, the previous verse, verse 2. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. But hang on, listen to this. And every branch that bears fruit. 
everybody in this room, you're bearing fruit. You're already bearing fruit. But what's he saying? It's that word that most people dread and find it very hard to get off their, off their tongue. What's he say? Every branch that bears fruit, he prunes. Do you really like that word? As Christians, we need to learn that that word is a good word. It is a good word. March 2020, COVID began. And here we are, January 2022. I doubt that there's a person in this room that hasn't had problems for nearly two years related to COVID. Sickness, family, border closures. I mean, it's big. People not seeing loved ones. Families being cut off. Mums and dads, sons and daughters, grandchildren. As a state, we've all had our issues. Amen? But you know what? God has been pruning us. God has got his divine secretaries out from off the shelf. And he's been pruning us. Why? Because you're already bearing fruit. How many love it? And I'm just learning this one, okay? But we've started a garden bed at home. Planted the seeds, plant, planted the little veggies. And you go out there and you water it. Particularly you water the tomatoes. There's a certain smell that tomatoes emit in the morning when you sprinkle them with water for the day. There's something that happens to us when God starts the pruning process. There's a certain aroma. There's a certain smell that goes to heaven because he says, I'm pruning you so that you will increase in your fruitfulness. I want to increase in my fruitfulness for God. Amen? But let's have a look, though, at this word purge, just for a moment. It's called the ham sandwich. Amen? Clean, purge, fruitfulness. We've done one bread, now we're doing the ham. In the middle of verse 2, we have the word purge, and it's defined as follows. It means to cleanse. It means to prune, to expiate, if I said that right, to purge. In other words, we are clean, but God wants to clean us even further. God wants to refine us even further. How many have been to the Aussie bush? Most of us surely have been to an Aussie bush with the big pine trees and, uh, and the big gum trees. Amen? And you go up to the paperbark gum trees and you, you pull the bark off or you look at the bark that's on the ground. 
as you pull the bark off that trunk of the tree, there's a pink trunk. It was refined once, but the bark grew old. You pull it off and there's a new beginning. When God starts purging you, he says, there's a new beginning. There's something new on the inside that I want to bring out, but I can't get at it until I take off the old. Okay? And it's not that you've done necessarily anything wrong. God just wants more. God wants more of you until you get to a place where it's 100% for God and there's zero left. Oh, no, I'm not ready for that, Lord. No, no, no. I'll, I'll just stay here and I'll... Lift my hands. That's as far as I'll go. He says, come on, son. Come on, daughter. You can do better than that. Do you know what? The heavenly father is filled with encouragement. And he will only speak words of encouragement to you that says, hey, you know what? You can do it. A life of surrender. And you go further out and further out. Oh, this is good. Hey, God's keeping me. This is wonderful. There is nothing like being found in God. There is nothing like having the gardener of heaven come along and prune something off your life. Why? Because he can see already that 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 twig right there, it's not growing. But he knows what's coming out the end is growing because there's new shoots, there's new buds, there's new flowers. In the bush, some trees will only grow as the result of shedding the seed. The seed goes into the ground, but do you know how it goes into the ground? It's the result of fire. When the bushfire comes along, it's it's God's way of creating new bush, of creating new trees. The seed needs to be broken. I'm not saying that you necessarily need to be broken, but what God is saying is, I'm pruning you so that the new life can go forth. Amen? This word prune is the reason why Jesus tells us we're clean. It seems a little backward, but he states, makes this statement, you are clean because. May I ask a question? Over the last two years, how many have had things that they've been unable to do? I mean, many of us wish that it went back to what it was prior 2020, right? But you know what? God has brought us through. Despite the pruning, despite the failings, despite the, oh me, oh my, oh despite, I wish it was back there. Lot's wife turned around and wished that she was back there. And what happened? She was turned to a pillar of salt. God says, give me your attention, KC City Church. I believe in what God, the Holy Ghost, spoke to my heart and said is, pruning is over. The season of pruning that I've been doing in KC City Church is finished. Why? He wants fruitfulness. Fruitfulness only comes as the result of abiding in the vine. Amen. 
Amen? We sung about it. We believe it. Now, let's do it. When you think of fruitfulness, what springs to mind? The summer? How about juicy grapes? Juicy, green, seedless grapes. Red, fat strawberries with a dollop of thick, whipped cream. Yeah? I mean, strawberries this big. You go and pick the strawberries at the strawberry farm. Is that what fruitfulness means to you, to me, to us as a church? I mean, it's tasty, but it's only for a season. God wants fruitfulness in our lives to be an ongoing season. Doesn't stop in summer. Doesn't stop. God wants you to be fruitful. God wants you to multiply your fruitfulness. How are you going to do that? By actively remaining in him. But I want you to picture a tree. Picture a tree. You've got the tree trunk. You've got the boughs. You've got the branches. You've got the twigs. You've got the buds. You've got the leaves, right? Tell me, when you look at the tree, where does the bough finish and the trunk begin? Where does the branch stop and the bough begin? Where does the twig stop and the branch begin? They are all in one another. If you are abiding in the vine, you're plugged in. There's no... You cannot tell me where you stop and Jesus begins. Because you are in him and he is in you. It's a bit like fine linen. When you put fine linen on, and I don't wish to sound rude, but fine linen, and you wet it, and you put it on your skin, you know the linen is there, but it's become transparent. Is the transparency of Jesus on you? Where does Jesus stop and you begin? Where do you stop? Where, sorry, where does Jesus stop and you begin? Am I, am I getting some people here this morning? Does that make some sense? Sorry, I was told I was, shouldn't say that. What I'm trying to get at is, that we need to know that when we are in Christ, he is in us and we are in him. There's, there's, no, you cannot, there's no line of separation anymore. God in you and he in us. Don't go back to the old ways. Don't go back to the old way of doing something. Why? Because you'll become static. You'll become still. There will be life will flow out of you, but there will be no life flowing in you. It's time to go up the mountain. Why? 
Because as we begin to energize it, as we begin to walk, how? In him. We become strong in him. It's all about in him. In him we live and move and have our being. Jesus, be glorified. In this temple, be glorified. See, there's been a season where it's been all about me. What can God do for me? God, I want a big house. God, I want a new car. God, I want finances that are overflowing. God, I want this. God, I want that. I believe God's done. God's saying, it's in me. God's saying, it's in me that you need to be. Founded in the secret place. You need to start abiding in me. Allowing the Holy Ghost to so abide in you that wherever you go, you're a carrier of his presence. That's what happens when you abide in him. I could keep going on and on and on because there's just something about abiding in him, getting into the secret place, beginning to pray. I love praying because <laughs> I know there's power in prayer. I know something happens when two or three are gathered in the name of Jesus and you begin to pray and you begin to pray according to the word of the Lord. Something happens. You know what? I share this in closing. If you turn your Bibles to the book of Acts, I love this picture because I, said, I think it says something about the heart of the Father. It's a, it's a wonderful passage of Scripture that we all know. Acts 16, verse 25. At midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns of, to God. And the prisoners were listening to them. So... Paul and Silas are in prison, right? They're chained up. I mean, they're chained up. And the scriptures say, and they started singing praises. So I can imagine this. This is my, my spiritual um, way of thinking it, at least. Paul leans over to Silas and says, Hey, Si, what are we going to sing? And Silas says, I don't know, Paul, what are we going to sing? And Paul says, this is the day that the Lord hath made. Okay? So Paul starts singing. This is the day. This is the day that the Lord hath made. So suddenly, Silas joins in. So we've got two singing. This is the day. This is the day. Now, they've got chains on. So the chains become, become their tambourine. So the tambourines start going and they're singing. This is the day. Can you imagine it? Come on. Put some spiritual... Uh, thinking on there. So God is on his throne. The Father is on his throne in heaven. And he's looking down at Paul and Silas in prison. And he says, Michael, Gabriel, come here. Look at these two. You know what? The Father starts getting excited. Now, what happens when the Father of heaven starts getting excited? It says, suddenly, doesn't it? There was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately the doors are opened. When fruitfulness comes into your life, God starts getting excited because He can see you're doing something. Amen? What is the fruit of the Spirit? Love, joy, peace, goodness, patience, kindness, meekness, temperance, self-control. Is this the kind of fruit that's in your life? Foundational fruit, love. Thank you, God, for loving me. 
You love me first that I can love you back. Peace. You gave me peace when I was in fear. You gave me joy in place of happiness. You gave me goodness in place of despair. Are these the sorts of fruits that are in your life this morning? Jesus said what? You will know them by their gifts. No, he didn't say that. He said you will know them by their fruits. Are you known by the fruit that you are sowing and have sown into your life? As we end this morning, perhaps even though it's been declared that you are clean, perhaps you have a sense, I just don't feel clean. Maybe God is still finishing up His pruning with you. I don't know. Or maybe you're in a place where you know there's been fruit, but that fruit has died and you're saying, God, come and garden my life that the fruit again would blossom, that the fruit would grow again. If that's you, I believe that there are leaders and elders here this morning that would love to pray with you and see God reap a harvest. See God minister into your life, touch your life, make you whole, set you free. Amen? Amen. Thank you.